Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. On this episode of the podcast, host Bill Hodges is joined by Dr. Scott Shreve, the Veterans Administration National Director of Palliative and Hospice Care. Dr. Shreve provides solid and pertinent information to those of you who may need palliative and or hospice care. An important point to note is that if you have perhaps not qualified for VA care in the past, at the end of life, many things can change and you may be eligible to enroll. Veterans should call enrollment. Tell them of your end-of-life diagnosis and let them work with you to enroll. Once you are enrolled, that will most likely open a lot of benefits and help for your spouse. Continue listening to hear this information and so much more. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio Podcast. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner. And we have with us today a great guest. But before I do that, be sure that you have a paper and pencil handy. You're going to want to write down some of the things that we talk about. On the other hand, if you have others in the house, bring them in to listen to it because there's so much information here. It's hard for one person to grasp it all. Of course, on the podcast, you can re-listen to it any number of times you want, but it'll save you some time if you have a paper and pencil. With me, I have Dr. Scott Shreve, National Director for the VA for Palliative and Hospice Care. Dr. Shreve, so happy to have you on the program. Uh, thank you. A delight to be here. You know, I go back 35 years with hospice, serving on the board of directors that is a hospice organization. It was one of the trailblazers. So a lot of the information I have on hospice really goes back a long way, and things have changed a lot. So can we talk about what is hospice care today? Sure. And and this applies both to veterans and non-veterans. And uh, when a physician determines that uh, the patient has Uh, given the normal course of disease, likely survival to be less than six months, that the patient would be considered medically eligible for hospice. And both in the VA world and outside of VA, patients choose hospice care. And that's a a type of care focusing on comfort. And I, I think those two criteria, that diagnosis of a life expectancy of less than six months combined with a patient making a kind of an intentional decision. I want to focus on the quality of my life and relief of symptoms and help me make the most of whatever time I have. Let's define the term palliative. I I hear it used a lot in the early days. We didn't use that term. So what palliative means? Yeah, that's a, that's a really uh, good question. And I think the best way perhaps to describe it, what I just talked about with hospice is focusing on quality of life and having a life expectancy of six months or less, whereas palliative 
similarly focuses on a quality of life, but it can be at any point in the trajectory of serious illness. So you may have a survival on the order of a year or two or more, but you're suffering perhaps in some way from a serious illness, pain or shortness of breath or something. The palliative care team is this team that's focused on Let's figure out ways to make you more comfortable. Let's figure out ways to bring some meaning and quality to your life. But we don't expect your disease to shorten your life over the next six months. You know, I guess many people would look at it and say, how do you know six months? That's just best guess, right? You are exactly right. And uh, I think the um, maybe maybe a statistic will help break that out. And, And I want to be clear that physicians are often wrong about making those uh, prognostications. And I'll just give a couple of tidbits that I I think could be fun, but they're also, I think, uh, a little bit enlightening that the closer the physician is to the patient, the longer the relationship, guess what? That physician is more optimistic. And it's almost where we have this internal bias that we want that patient to live longer. And then at the other end of the spectrum, if you look nationwide at all of the patients that get hospice care, about 15% of them graduate. And what I mean by graduate is they improve, their condition improves and they don't need hospice care anymore. So here was a physician that said, you're likely to die in less than six months. And maybe six months or nine months later, the patient is telling the doctor, I'm doing so well, I don't think I need these hospice services anymore. We're going to stop it. And I'm going to go on and get back to, to living my life as I did before I was on hospice. That's kind of a miracle story. I love those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Happens more frequently than I think many people realize. What services does the VA offer? Really, veterans are really blessed with some of the best hospice and palliative care available services in the country. And and what I mean by that is, if you're an enrolled veteran, hospice and palliative care is part of your core benefits package. You don't need to be service connected. Oh, that's an important point right there. That is a very important point. We may want to repeat that because so many things are service connected only. I'll go even further than that, but just to reiterate, so you're correct that you don't need to be service connected if you're an enrolled veteran to receive hospice services, but I'll take it even a step further. There's a very small subset of veterans who have a, like what I'll call a, a hurdle to even get enrolled in the VA system, perhaps what we, they get referred to as these high income veterans. Well, that's one of my sore points, but we'll, we'll let it go for now. <laughs> Well, well, maybe this will make that sore point a little less painful that if that high income veteran is starting to decline medically and now their functional status is impaired and they need hospice care, guess what? That takes them from a priority eight, which is the high income veteran and moves them up to a priority four. It gets them enrolled in the VA system and makes them fully eligible for hospice and palliative care services. This is called the catastrophic disability benefit, if you will, or a process. So if you're a high income veteran and, you know, three years ago, the VA said you weren't eligible to enroll, I recommend a follow-up phone call now, and you may be eligible for VA uh, hospice services and be able to get enrolled. You know, if we cover nothing else in this broadcast, you have brought something up that is going to make the difference in a whole lot of lives. Yes. And Dr. Shreve, I think that's fantastic. For so long, so many of these people who worked hard, they've got a a decent retirement, not huge, but they don't get any of the benefits. But 
here in the end, at least they might. Yes, very much so. Wow. So we've already covered who qualifies for this kind of care. What kind of care do we have? What are the things that the VA will provide? Yeah, a strategic decision was made a number of years ago. There's about 5,000 community hospice agencies across the country. And VA made a decision to say, there's no need for us to duplicate what's already out there. So when a veteran needs home hospice care, VA will offer to provide or purchase it. And what we mean by purchase it is VA actually pays the community hospice to support the veteran in their home. Now, when VA provides hospice care, that's generally in a VA medical center. And many medical centers have designated hospice units, but every VA medical center has a palliative care team. So they're all familiar with hospice care and working with people who have very serious illness. You know, it's very important that people understand the regular medical community is there to make people better. And it's very, very difficult for the general medical community. If I went to one of the local hospitals, they want to make me better. And so they're going to try to do all kinds of things. And to be in a setting where people are trained in the hospice techniques is very important. I completely agree. And there's an initiative in the VA. And Bill, I don't know if you're familiar with a a term that's called a goals of care conversation. And and what that really means is, yeah, what it really is, is sitting down with your care team and trying to decide what does this patient or this veteran, what's most important to them and how do we align what's important to them with the medical care plan? And it turns out, I think a lot of what you just said is very true in healthcare, but palliative care teams and hospice teams, they specialize in really listening to what the patient's goals are and trying to make the medical care match what those patient's goals are. That is so important that somebody listen to the patient. I've had many, many friends who were very deep into cancer who said, you know, I'm tired of being poked and prodded. I do not want to go through any more radiation. I don't want to go through being poisoned. I don't want to do that. And people just don't listen who are not in the hospice techniques because they're there to fix you. Yes, very common. How does one go about getting hospice care from the VA? Yeah, the first step, and it may seem obvious, I recommend early enrollment. And let's say for a veteran, you may be getting hospice in your home already and have never thought about the VA medical system before. As the disease progresses, it can sometimes be very difficult on the spouse. And those last few weeks or months of life can be just overwhelming. But I recommend before it gets tough, enroll, get enrolled and contact the VA. So if and when you need those services, it's a much easier process to get you engaged in what VA can offer. And in that example that I just provided, if the veteran was getting hospice care in the home, was enrolled early on, then it became difficult for the spouse. The veteran could transition to say an inpatient hospice unit at the VA medical center, or the VA would assist in paying for inpatient care in another facility if the medical center was too far away. What do you wish that people knew more about the hospice program? Hmm. Boy, there's so many uh, things that we've touched on. 
I'll just share some thoughts that for many veterans, they've held back enrolling in the VA system because they thought their buddies needed it more than they did, or that the VA system was for service-connected people, or that I was never injured or hurt in any way, and I, I have Medicare, I don't need the VA. I just really believe the VA system, as adept as VA is at hospice and palliative care, there are often services that we can do to supplement or fill in gaps that maybe the regular Medicare or other private healthcare insurance quite frankly, just doesn't have. And then the last part of this is probably the more challenging part. And and this revolves around trauma-informed care. And if you are a veteran and maybe you experienced trauma 30, 40, 50 years ago, oftentimes at end of life, it recrudesces. It can come out in ways that you never even anticipated. The Department of Veterans Affairs, to me, is the national, if not international, expert on how to relieve the suffering from previous trauma, how to address that. I don't think private non-VA healthcare systems have the expertise that VA has, whether that's at end of life or other mental health areas, but especially at end of life when that expertise is just so desperately needed. So, so I think uh, reaching out to engage in VA services, I wish I were a veteran to have access to these services, and I would recommend it to any veteran. You know, you saw me, of course, we're doing this on video, but this will be a radio show. But you saw me nodding my head vigorously when you started talking about veterans who say, well, I don't want to take something away from my buddies. Just this morning at a meeting I was speaking at, I said, any questions? And that was one of the questions. The guy said, look, I've got good insurance. I really don't need to go to the VA. So I don't want to take anything away from So. Please reiterate on this broadcast that nothing you do by enrolling in VA is taking anything from anyone else. I agree. I agree completely. The Department of Veterans Affairs is here to serve veterans. We have uh, partnered with an organization called the National Hospice Palliative Care Organization. Their website, it's www.wehonorveteransalltogethernospaces.org. It's a not-for-profit organization, and we've established this We Honor Veterans program. WeHonorVeterans.org. WeHonorVeterans.org, yes. And no spaces or dashes. We Honor Veterans is all one word for practical. Yes, correct. And the community hospices earn their stars by teaching their staff, here's the unique aspects of caring for veterans. And I strongly recommend that website as just, oh, just chock full of good information for any veteran or family that is struggling with serious illness. It is a wealth of information. So let me just be absolutely sure. If a person is going into hospice care who is not now covered by the VA because of their income or whatever, they should call the VA and say, hey, things are changing. I'm going into hospice care. I'd like to enroll in the VA. Is that what I should do? Well, I think that's fine. I just want to be clear. So many veterans, in fact, most of the veterans that get hospice care in the United States use their Medicare benefit. And I think that's perfectly fine. But I also believe if you're not an enrolled veteran and you think there's even a remote chance that you might benefit from having VA services available to you, I strongly recommend early enrollment. I don't know that I can say every veteran, you know, that is sick 
needs to enroll to get VA hospice. But if they qualify. Yeah, to qualify, yes. And, and I think it's a strong consideration there. And uh, my point by bringing up the We Honor Veterans program is that I believe that if you're a non-enrolled veteran and you're getting community hospice, it's becoming more and more common that the community hospice recommends that you get enrolled in the VA so the veteran can get the support from the VA system. Well, not only that, but the spouse can get some support from the VA Definitely. if they're enrolled. Yes. Dr. Shreve, yes. we're run out of time, and I, I'd like to keep you for another half hour because you're just <laughs> so interesting. My guest today has been Dr. Scott Shreve, National Director of Palliative and Hospice Care for the VA. And I, I just hope one of these days you'll plan to come back and be with us and talk about this subject again. Thank you for the honor. I get to care for veterans every day. It is wonderful. And they teach me lessons about life on a regular basis. And I'm grateful to share this information. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I'm Bill Hodges. This has been Veterans Corner Radio. To my listeners, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you very soon again on Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.